Nothing But Net NBA podcast. Featuring Jamie, Mike, and Steve. back live here with another episode on the nothing but net podcast i'm your host s dot we have the retiring of carmelo anthony an all-time great hall of fame probably a first ballot hall of famer we will get into that jamie you haven't been here in a week and unfortunately the nba changes extremely fast in a week um the season flipped upside down rather quickly on the los angeles lakers and then we have the celtics who probably have the greatest chance to ever come back from 3-0 when we're looking at the circumstances, a two versus an eight. Um, get it done in a big way last night. Jamie, what's going on? How are you feeling about this Lakers season? Would you consider a success or no? How are we doing, fellas? Um, no, it's not a success. Uh, I wouldn't call it a failure either. But, uh, you know, a lot of ups and downs all year. We've talked about it. Um, but they eventually lost to a um, much better team. and. Denver has been the best team in the West um, pretty much the whole year, and they uh, they really want this one this year. And it's tough tough to see the Lakers season come to an end. And you know, um, LeBron, uh, especially the way LeBron played, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, and Denver moves on. Not only the best team right now, Jamie, but also being led by the best player in the world, Nikola Jokic. Um, I think it's important that we start recognizing this guy as that, as we kind of talked about last week, Mike. How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing good. What's up, fellas? Uh, yeah, uh, the Lakers-Nuggets series definitely took a twist that I don't think many people were predicting. or Even if you were going thinking Nuggets were winning, I don't think anybody was calling a, a sweep. So a lot of things to kind of talk about there and unpack. And yeah, now we just got to wait to see what happens with this next series. Uh, podcast to podcast, you know, NBA still doesn't fail. There's always uh, news to talk about. So we'll wait to see how this next series plays out. And, you know, then we're hopping into the finals. Always news to talk about. Mike, another great segue by you. Carmelo Anthony retires from the game of basketball. He won a national championship in 2002, um, the year right before, or sorry, that would be 2003, right before he got drafted. Um, four times, to- or he has yeah, he's a four-time gold me- or three-time gold medalist, four-time participant. He ten-time uh, All-Star, six All-NBA selections, ninth in all-time points, and one scoring title in 2012 and 2013. I'm going to start here with you, Mike. What is the first thing that comes to your mind when you, we think about Carmelo Anthony's career? You know, I think probably the first thing that comes to a lot of people's mind is the dude's just a straight bucket getter. I mean, his his ability to score the basketball. From really at each uh, each kind of range, close range, mid range, and even uh, stepping back to the three pointer, he, he can do it all. Um, obviously, he's, he's a mid range assassin, I would say. Um, but he's one of those guys where, to me, I've always liked Carmelo Anthony. Uh, it seems like a guy who goes in, gets his work done. Um, I think people gotta like take him for what is what he is. I think some people, when you see superstars, think they have to be the best at you know, post, mid-range, threes, ball handling, passing, defense. And that's great and all. That's, I think, a luxury if you have a player uh, that can do that, is that player. 
I like Carmelo for what he is, man. He He's not going to go lock up the best player. That's not what he does, but he is going to go get a bucket. If you're looking for just uh, offensive like greatness and poetry and motion with the ball, that's kind of what Carmelo is with scoring. So uh, that's kind of what I think about, and that's why I like him. Um, was kind of a journeyman in the NBA for a little bit. Uh, bounced around, you know, several teams, but overall, I mean, a, an outstanding career when you, you know, you lay out the accolades like you just did. So, congrats to him. Congrats on a great, um, a great career, and I know he's pretty well respected in the NBA overall. Yeah, I mean, he was one of the best players and one of the most. I should say one of the greatest draft classes that we have seen in 2003. And obviously the scoring, as you alluded to the mid range shooting was just his staple. And one of the truly all time great mid range shooters. And he was, uh, he was putting up a lot of points on not as many threes as people would think, especially when we look back into the numbers, um, early in his career when there just weren't a lot of threes being taken, especially when we look at what it is today. Um, His mid-range jumper, man, was just incredible. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see if his jersey will get retired by either the Nuggets or the Knicks. Jamie, what do you think about when when we mention Carmelo and uh, Anthony's name? Well, um, I mean, you kind of said it uh, off air before we started that uh, he was one of the, like, He's one of the first guys that we've witnessed his whole career start and finish um, that we can, you know, remember. Uh, phenomenal college player. Um, got familiar with him. Um, obviously, living in New York, playing for Syracuse, and then coming in the league, he was just an absolute monster, um, but still twitchy and could get basically any shot he wanted. Um, what I remember most is him battling against Kobe. Um, when he was on the Nuggets uh, and Kobe would come to town or vice versa, and they always had a lot of good battles. And Kobe always had a lot of respect for him because, uh, you know, he went right right at everybody. And, um, you know, really early in his career, he was, I'd say, the first, you know, probably eight years. He was in Denver, just a, one of the best scorers in the league, and uh, you really couldn't stop him. Um, but, yeah, absolutely phenomenal career, and hats off to to Mello. He had a stint with the Lakers, which was short-lived, but uh, got to enjoy it a little bit. Um, yeah, happy retirement, Mello. Stay mellow. Hashtag. Mike, my first question here to you, or yeah, I'll start with you here. Um, Carmelo Anthony, to me, his resume is more of a basketball resume than an NBA resume. If this was just the NBA Hall of Fame, do you still believe he would be uh, a Hall of Fame or first ballot? If this was just the NBA, you're saying? Just the NBA. So the gold medals and the national championship we put aside. Yeah, I think I do give him that. Um, you know, you just read off what uh, all he's done just in the NBA. I mean, are we counting like Olympics as NBA? Just because it's NBA? Players? No, international. NBA. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, 10, 10 All-Stars, 6 All-NBA ninth most in points all time and a scoring champ. I mean, this guy's no scrub. I mean, we got, I, I feel like, and I can't think of anybody right off the top of my head, but I feel like there's guys in the hall of fame with probably less um, attractive resumes than that one right there. And I know what everybody's going to quickly jump to is the fact that he doesn't have a ring and championship. And, you know, to some degree that does 
play a factor, obviously. Um, you know, we talk about greatest of all times and this and that, uh, this and that with rings and all that. But we also have been saying the last few weeks as the finals roll around that championships are hard to come by. You you could see that Melo has had success. Um, you know, maybe he hasn't always had the best teams around him, but as an individual player, that you he's lived up kind of to the hype. And um, to me, yeah, I think an NBA career. Uh, solely just NBA is that that his career is worth Hall of Fame. Jamie, your thoughts. Yeah, I mean your top if you're top ten in scoring, uh I mean I'm pretty sure the top twenty uh in the NBA history have all been first ballot Hall of Famers. Um don't quote me, but anytime you're in uh top ten and just about in scoring especially, you're gonna be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And I view him as one. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I think there was a lot of points where Melo, I mean, in the moment, Melo felt extremely overrated at the second half of his career. Now, the years in Denver, like you alluded to, Jamie, when you watched him play Kobe, it was kind of the same thing with me watching him play LeBron. And he used to give LeBron a ton of fits. Those teams in Denver were obviously mm-hmm. really good. That was the only team that he made it to the conference finals with. Um, that was the Kenyon Martin, the J.R. Smith, the... Um, who was their point guard? They had like Nene and they Ty had the Birdman, Ty Lawson. Was it Ty Lawson? Yes, it was Ty Lawson. Good call, Jay. Um, and they just, you know, that team was a lot of fun. And those those are the memories when I think of Carmelo. But it was like when he went to the Knicks, um, I don't know, man. I don't think the Knicks should retire his jersey. I don't think it was, you know, obviously it was seven years. Um, I don't know. I think it's just interesting to see like we're going to look back and I think we should have absolutely enjoyed Carmelo's career for what it was he's one of the all-time great scorers and that was just who he was and it's very tough it's just tough to be good at so many different things and this was one thing where Carmelo is just truly a lead at when we're talking about all time now how long will he be in the top 10 um probably not before he retire he gets uh inducted Inducted. into the hall of fame so that'll be interesting to see but Jamie I'll start here with you do the Knicks retire Carmelo's Anthony Carmelo's jersey, jeez. Mm. Carmelo's um, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I feel like they will, um, just because uh, I remember the tribute they did to him um, not too long ago um, when he was back in New York, and just it seemed like um, I don't know if it was just because of the moment, but it just seemed like um, he was basically a Nick his whole career. I know he wasn't, but it seemed like that way, and um, I feel like they will. They haven't really had a lot of <laughs> jerseys to retire aside from, you know, Pat Ewing, uh, Willis Reed, um, was it Walt Frazier? Yeah. So, yep. I mean, short list gives them better odds for sure. Yeah, I mean, man, it's tough. I mean, he gave the Knicks a lot of hope in those years, especially when, like, Amari kind of, like, faded in the background. The roster was kind of... They probably gave up they too much. In that. Yeah, they gave up a lot, and it really hurt that roster. And then when Mari just kind of fell apart, um, it obviously really just ruined what they had going. Mike, do the Knicks ultimately end up retiring Carmelo? Should Carmelo be a one of these um, aspired stars from MSG? Yeah, it, it's a lot of things going to, to play here. I think Jamie was saying it. You know, they may not have a, a ton of you know, jerseys hanging up. I, I don't know the extent of that, but 
I would think the Knicks or the Nuggets uh, should retire him, uh, retire his jersey. It just feels like that. I think, I think him being in New York and just the gravity of the New York Knicks and the attractive, or I guess the attraction that that basketball world has with the Knicks in a sense that it's just such a huge market in New York. I think he, when he went there, he kind of like dialed that up uh, a couple notches, which is. You know, saying the Knicks are the Knicks will sell out every year, even if they suck. But then once you have this bona fide superstar, um, like Carmelo Anthony was, then you know I think it just amplifies everything. And he gave them good runs. He gave them uh, some shows. I think you said before, Steve, sixty-two points with them. Or had a game of 62. yeah yeah sixty two um, points zero boards zero assists zero steals <laughs> if that I doesn't zero boxes I didn't ask about the rest of the stuff <laughs> if that doesn't describe mellow man yeah stay that's mellow. his career oh, in a nutshell don't don't change stay mellow uh, but yeah no I think you know they they had playoff teams they uh, obviously a, a good chunk of his career was with them um, I don't. know. I don't know if I'll say the prime. I think that the prime of his career is kind of mixed with some of the nuggets and overlapping into uh, New York. So I, w- I would like to see either Denver or New York. I'm not sure which is the better one, but I can, s- New York certainly has a case to, to uh, you know, retire as Jersey. Yeah. And I'll just add for those seven years he was in, um, he was a Nick. There was no other um, really yeah. reason to go watch the Knicks. You know what I mean? He was that main attraction for seven years, mostly because everyone else uh, had to go to get him. But I mean, for that stretch, they were really bad. And he was the only um, pretty much uh, guy that you wanted to go watch because Amari was at the end of his career. He wasn't close to what he was in Phoenix. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd say he's getting retired. The Amari thing's wild, too, because if I uh, go back into time real quick, I believe Amari was like one of the favorites to win MVP before Melo rolled in. And then it kind of, for whatever reason, just didn't work out. And, you know, um, obviously Amari's play just wasn't the same. Um, Carmelo comes in. He's obviously going to take a lot of the spotlight. He took it all. It was just an exciting time for the Knicks to land this superstar that they're always trying to land. Like every offseason, they get their hopes up. Uh, It was like Zion, Kyrie, and KD a few years ago. And, um, now they're looking at Giannis and they're looking at Embiid. Like their Knicks are just always looking for the next superstar to come to MSG. And at that point in time, that's who exactly who Carmelo was. And like you said, Jamie, just really brought in a ton of fans. And it'll be interesting. I'm not really sure um, if it should be. I'm not. I don't know his numbers just in New York enough and where he ranks in these different things. And um, you know, because he, I think that's obviously going to matter when you haven't won. And those are the things that you kind of have to lean on. Um, any final points here about Carmelo Anthony before we move on? I think he was unofficially kind of like with the Hawks. I think he was a bull for like a day or like some short amount of time. <laughs> so never. Are never, you serious? I think I might have to fact check me, but uh, I think I saw that on Bulls Twitter when he retired, like. Bulls legend Carmelo Anthony retires. Love I could to be see wrong, it. But anyway, no, that's that's all I have. I don't see him listed as a Chicago Bull, but uh, yeah, it could have been in for like a, a workout or something, you know? Yeah. Or a 10-day contract, maybe. Those 10 days get tricky. Um, Jamie, any final points? 
Stay mellow. Last uh, last thing. Was Mello, is Mello like one of your favorite players ever watching? Simply yes or no. I'll start with you, Mike. Was, is Carmelo, say it again. Was, was Carmelo like one of your favorite players like watching throughout his whole career? Yeah, I did. I really did always like uh, watching him. Actually, you just said that. I think it just, just popped in my head. I think I still have, but actively wore back in the day a Carmelo, <laughs> Carmelo Nuggets Denver jersey, or Carmelo Nuggets, <laughs> Carmelo Anthony Nuggets. I got one jersey. too. Yeah. I got one too. So yeah, what am I supposed to go back on <laughs> Hell that? Yeah. No, I love watching Mello. Yeah, absolutely. Jamie? Yeah, young Mello yeah. for sure in Denver, but the Knicks I could care less. Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually with you on that take. That's a good take, Jamie. Um, all right, guys. Jamie, I hate uh, you wanna bring up anything else before we get into this? We've got a lot of stuff to get into right here. And it oh, all Swan starts down. with your lust. All starts with your Los Angeles Lakers. Um, before we get into the Lakers, let's start with the Nuggets. They obviously win the series. They're going to their first NBA Finals led by Nikola Jokic. Also, another crazy stat. Jamal Murray, first player in Conference Finals history to average thirty over 30 points per game on 50, 40, 90 shooting. Obviously, it was only a four-game series. Um, but that does not take away from that stat. And that was absolutely why Denver was so good in this series. Ultimately, Jamal Murray was a true uh, co-partner to go with Nikola Jokic. And he uh, showed out in the biggest stage. Mike, your thoughts on the Denver Nuggets as they move into their first ever NBA Finals? Well, do I have to say it? Do I have to say I told you so? Not, not. It's not I told you so because I did kind of go with the uh, Phoenix Suns. Um, to start the playoffs but yeah i'm I, happy to have a prediction actually be correct because <laughs> i don't think i had one all playoff series uh especially in the number of games and who's winning so um yeah it's good to i don't know i'm happy for the nuggets i love i love seeing it for the organization Jokic, if i think like i said it last week if you like just good basketball and ball of movement and sharing the basketball and footwork and kind of you know just kind of go pound it down in the in the post against guys like I don't know I think you can like the Nuggets you can like Jokic so they're just a better team in that series like Jamie said to start the the pod here um, they crack down on defense I know that was something we've always uh, throughout the season and playoffs were concerned about and and saw as a weak point for them but they really improved on their defense once the playoffs started, um, and I think that's that's just a good sign for what's to come for the finals. They're just a well-oiled machine right now. Uh, Jamal Murray has really stepped up to the plate. They're getting contributions from guys, um, you know, every night, but also like different guys at, at night to night, like Game Four, uh, the closeout game against uh, the Lakers. Aaron Gordon stepped up big for them. Uh, we've had Bruce Brown off the bench. Shout today. out Bruce Brown, though. Bruce Brown was absolutely incredible the whole series. Always got to shout out Bruce Brown. Um, yeah, Michael Porter Jr. did his thing. I think he had spots where he struggled at times, the spots where he came up big or at least had, had some big shots. So the biggest thing going for them right now, despite all the numbers and statistics, is is an intangible, and it's just confidence. Like They're just rolling. They're They're clicking. They're gelling together right now. Um, I hope this week off doesn't kind of hurt that. I don't think it will because they seem like a pretty cohesive group, uh, pretty close-knit. But that's what I think about the Nuggets, man. They're just rolling. They they look and are playing like a finals uh, NBA Finals team. 
Mike Malone really has this team bought into the they're not paying attention to us narrative. And, you know, I think it's a really good thing to have a team bought into Mike. We can kind of allude to this in a, in a sense here. You know, when you're kind of like always in the background and people don't believe in you because you weren't able to make it the last three years, four years, however long this team has been together, um, you're able to put together these narratives. So when it's your time to go, uh, you kind of, as a coach, can always have this motivation. I just think Mike Malone was so good at making sure that was the topic. And obviously there were bigger stories in L.A. that were being talked about. Um, especially when the series turns 3-0, when they get swept, LeBron's talking about retirement. It's just so easy to put a cloud over it, and I just think Mike Malone does a good job of selling that to his team. Jamie, your thoughts on the Denver Nuggets? Yeah, Mike Malone deserves a lot of credit. The Nuggets uh, deserve a ton of credit. Um, I mean, watching Jamal Murray perform the way he has this series has been as frustrating as it gets as a Laker fan, but I'm also extremely happy for dude like um real quick yeah can i cut you real quick yeah cut me jalen murray cut me, yeah, i cut you off uh jalen uh jalen jace jamal murray or jalen brunson which one would you rather have right now Oof. mike uh, it's coming right to you too so don't worry <laughs> uh right now i mean how, how do i not pick jamal murray but he's also with playing you. alongside joker so it's tough that's fair. I'm with you, though. Mike? I think that's a really good answer for it right now. Jamal Murray's kind of on a hot streak, but he's also been up and down throughout the season where I think Brunson's giving you a, a more consistent uh, play, and especially in the playoffs, um, performing at a high level. But Jamal Murray, I mean, once, yeah, I don't know. This series, he really showed what he's capable of, so it's hard to not pick him. I, I would take Jamal Murray. I just think he there's better shot making. Um, the th- More firepower, I mean, when, right? Yeah, when he gets going, man. And Jalen Brunson's like capable of this, but I feel like Jalen Brunson's like really good when he hits that little step back mid range jumper. To where I feel like Jamal Murray is like pulling it from three, and he had those moments in those like fadeaway situations in mid range for Jamal Murray, and just his firepower just really showed off the charts this year. This but, back to you, Jay. My bad. Yeah, and. I mean, a lot of the shots he was hitting, it was decent defense. Um, it's not like he was wide open, um, just hitting shot after shot. Um, that's part of the frustrating part of it. It's him and Joker. Um, a lot of the series made just a ton of tough shots. Like um, Joker with the threes, he would the the old Larry Bird style behind his head. Dark-esque, man. With, with LeBron in his face, with AD in his face, and it's, I mean, nothing but nylon. Um, so, yeah, and the last thing I'll say about the Nuggets, the role players just, I mean, before our preview of the uh, Western Conference Finals, I said that the Lakers' role players, you know, were cool. better and needed to play better than Denver's, and it wasn't even close. Um, KCP, Bruce Brown, those two especially um, just um, just really took a diff- another step in my opinion in this series and I mean if Joker I mean we we t- we could talk all day about Joker the guy is just unbelievable but if he gets the help that he's been getting um, it's 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 NBA championship uh, bound for sure. I have a hot Joker y- take. Jokic take. Um... I think if if they go on to win the finals and he wins a finals MVP, I think Jokic will be a top twenty five player all time already. Like right, right on spot. 
right on spot. I, I think he goes. I think he's like enters top twenty five. I don't even think that's a hot take, right? I mean, I, I know what. I mean, saying. he has the MVPs, and like I know, and I think like we're gonna like I think there's gonna I think there's gonna be the huge overreaction if it did happen. Um, but I want to put that out there now because I don't want it to go down as people think I'm overreacting. I think if Jokic does this, wins wins his Finals MVP, coming off back to back MVPs, I think that cements him as a top twenty five of all time. I think uh, I think even just making the finals has, has kind of bumped him up. I don't know where you put him before, but just at least getting to the finals, like having that on your resume, I feel like just as the eye test for people goes a long way. Um, you know, yep. obviously winning goes even further, but I, I don't know. I feel like it's a lot different if we said he never made a finals versus he, he got to the finals, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and he's, I mean, the first point center I think we've ever had in this league. Uh, he's averaging a triple-double. I mean, we can go on and on and on and on. I don't think that's a hot take at all. Yeah, and, you know, I think the Dirk championship, when he won, kind of did the same thing for him. And obviously, this was later in his career. Um, and I think that's where Jokic can really ascend. His stats are going to be insane. Um, the assist numbers as a center, Jamie, like you're talking about, like wait until we see him as like, the all-time leader in a set, maybe not, because I think Wilt has a ton because they were doing whatever back then. But he, <laughs> he'll be like clear, like clearly ahead of any other center, like modern day center in modern day, going back to like the '80s. We just can't dip into the '70s and the '60s. Um, I mean, is he not the best passer in the league? I I would put him in that. Ca- I don't know if there's a better passer in the in the yeah, NBA. I, Do you? Be, yeah, I mean, to be yeah. that tall with that, I mean. Creative. smart creative as yep. hell like bounce pass little touch passes it's just he's understands just every single rotation and one little crazy stat for you he wasn't even top 50 in the league this year in field goal attempts per game nope it's just if the guy i've said did it he only average like 24 points a game this year yeah i think 24 like and a half yep yeah so yeah i mean the, the guy's thing, just unbelievable. His like, you know, we I think when we talk about like his shot making or a player's shot making ability or tough shot making ability, like I mean, like Kobe making insanely tough shots go in. Uh, like I, I see Zach Levine do it. I'm not comparing the two, but just like guys around the league now, like and we we're just talking about Jamal Murray. He made a lot of tough shots. How about mm-hmm. Jokic making like I, I know sometimes back to the basket he does his little baby hook. I don't, I'm not saying that's a tough shot for him, but the one footed step backs like Oof. once in a while, yeah, he got lucky. But he hits that shot pretty. It's like kind of Dirk esque. Like he hits it consistently enough to be like, yeah. I mean, it's not his go to shot, but I, I mean, when he breaks it out, when he put, throws it up there, do you not think it's going in? Yeah, and they're not it, even touching rim. It's not, not like it's they're bouncing yet. in. It's it's absolutely wet. So. It's one. Of, he's one of those guys that like uh, you'll see at the Y or something, and he'll take one like off one leg, and you'll be like, "Off, that's off or brick," and then it's money every single time. It's so frustrating. Dude would just kill a men's league, huh? Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> he, I mean, he's killing the NBA. So yeah, yeah we can only imagine what he would do just, in a men's just league. The, the BS shots. Huh? <laughs> yeah. No, the. Uh, I mean, this series like brought me back to a bad place when. <laughs> LeBron played the the Mavericks man and the, just those shots like every, and you know Lakers had the 15 point lead in game four um and then he I mean they come out of the half and they make the run and then 
the that stuff just starts happening, man. And it just like you, you remember what Dirk did to LeBron and he did these same things where he's hitting all these crazy tough shots and it's shot after shot and the Lakers are doing their best to respond. And ultimately every adjustment they made, Denver was just ready to uh, beat it. Yeah. Did it, Lakers go on runs after their adjustments? Yeah. They worked for a certain period of time. But the moment Denver figured it out is just where all these games have turned because at the end of the day, this wasn't a terrible series. This might have been one of the better sweeps we have seen in quite some time. Kind of reminiscent to uh, LeBron against the Spurs in the finals when all the games were good, but you get swept because ultimately you just lose to a better team in each game. Any other points here on the Denver Nuggets? Mike Malone, I think we talked about him getting credit. We talked about Jamal Murray. The role players, I mean, six guys averaging double digits. It's, you know, you can't let that happen for the Lakers, but there's not much more you can do when you have Jamal Murray going berserk and Jokic just doing Jokic things. So No, uh, Mike Malone really cares about his players. You can tell just in his interviews, and I think his players, like, really care and respect um, him too. This run has like just it's a changed the outlook of the Denver Nuggets, but it's brought in this group of guys who have honestly been together for quite some time now together. And now uh, we're going to see if they're going to be able to get this thing done. No matter who they play, it's going to be a good finals, I hope. Yeah, and it kind of changes the, you know, the the thoughts on the NBA as a whole. It's yep. like a new we got a new Western Conference, not the Lakers or the Golden State Warriors every year. I mean, this you throw the suns in that a uh, few years back, but now it's the nuggets. You know, it's, it's good to see um, new teams every once in a while get in there. Although I wish, wish it was different. I'm, um, I'm kind of crazy. I was thinking about like, who are we lo- thinking about as potential finals teams next year? And like, I think the nuggets are going to be at the top of the list now just because of this run. And now everyone's going to say, Oh, we can believe them because we have seen it. And I think the nuggets have a really good shot to be picked again to win a title by a lot of people. Certainly a favorite, or maybe not favorite, but in, you, in the conversation, R- top, top two, right? Top two or three, maybe Yeah. if they want to, especially the if they win the title. Yeah. It, like you said, Jamie, the Lakers are old. The um, Warriors are old. The Suns, uh, we'll see what they do this off season. So you're going to know, you're, you know what you're going to have in Denver and, this run, I just think, makes them into that conversation from the jump. To the other side, Jamie, the Los Angeles Lakers ultimately just, I, I mean, they competed in every game, and I don't think this is a knock on any of them. It was a tough series. Um, they put themselves in a hole in the first half of the season. They dig themselves out. They go on a run. Ultimately, uh, they run out of gas. What were your thoughts on kind of Lakers season and how this ends here? Uh, I mean, I think roller coaster is uh, the word I've used mostly, and it's it's been all of that. Um, you know, and this playoff run has been, I said this last podcast, I think it's been really fun to watch. Um, just them performing, like outperforming my expectations for sure. Uh, once they made those deals, they started playing really well, um, running through not just, you know, as a seven seed, you got to play – Memphis, you got to play. Well, first of all, you got to play the Timberwolves. They were down double digits in that game. You come back and then you beat the Grizzlies, you beat the Warriors, and you just lose to a better team. Um, no, I, I mean, every single matchup, Denver outplayed them, except for LeBron's matchups. But even so, LeBron was guarding Jokic half the time. 
trying to switch it up. Um, it's just guarded Murray ask, on a couple of plays yeah, where you, they couldn't get let them asking, get a bucket. You're asking your your 38 year old 20 year in uh, 282 total playoff games, which is like another three and a half seasons. Um, you're just asking too much out of them, and even so, 30 points in game four, uh, you still get the you still get the L at the end. It's just it's tough, man. And um, you know LeBron's comments after. Um, I think we all realize he's not going to retire, and he's probably just frustrated and tired as hell. Um, but yeah, where's AD Ben? I don't know, man. You gotta they gotta make some moves because uh, apparently AD can't do it on both ends for a lengthy you know time. Um, he shows flashes and then kind of kind of shits the bed. Um, and this is healthy AD. I mean, everybody was healthy. There's really no injuries um, aside from LeBron's ankle issue that he'll probably get um, surgery in the off season. Um, but yeah, they lost to a better team um, expecting some moves in the off season. Hopefully they uh, sign Austin Reeves. Um, he'll be back. Yeah. He'll probably the Caruso loss like locks in that he'll be back in my opinion. Um, yeah, that still hurts. We'll get in. We'll get into the LeBron. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. Just saying thank you for the book from the Bulls. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but I might. I think we'd rather have Austin Reeves. I don't know. Austin uh, Reeves, Alex Caruso. Would you? Um, I mean, man. I don't know. I think they're different players, right? Like Caruso's elite defensively. Completely. He's been injured. He he really hasn't been good. Obviously. Reeves is kind of the new thing right now. So he's the cool kid. But, um. Yeah. Anyway. Um. So. The Lakers, Jamie. Yeah, the LeBron stuff. We're gonna get into that in a minute. Um, AD. I, I did. You guys say you guys would take AD over Nikola Jokic going into the series, fellas. No, nope, nope, never said it. Mm, I think we have episode forty. Yeah, you both did. did I really <laughs> episode forty, uh, forty-two. <laughs> we're gonna run that one back. Yeah. AD. Did, um, I mean, the issue is, is AD. We said we were talking about him as one of the best defenders in the world, and uh, wasn't even able to keep. Wasn't even able to guard Jokic. We had to have Rui and LeBron do that. Um, but yeah, we're going to sit here and we're going to blame the 38 year old who's played all these minutes. And all, we're going to blame that fellow, the one who played 48 minutes and gave you uh, 40 points and uh, 30 in game three. And uh, yep, that's the guy we're going to blame. Mike, your thoughts on the Los Angeles Lakers as they go down in the series? I think initially it's everybody wants to hop on the, the train of like, how could they get swept? The this and that, you know. Um, LeBron's legacy, AD, this and that. It's I think it's tough to look at the negatives, but let's if we're being realistic, this very slow and very, I don't know, concerning to say the least, start that they had or deflating, maybe that's the word, uh, to where they got now. I mean, that, that's that is very impressive, and and they had Mike. They had eight, what? One sec. Do you consider the Lakers season a success? I think it just got more successful. I don't I, like, I have to look at it as a whole. Yeah. I think you have to, you made it to the yeah, conference finals. Saying, AD yeah, was right. healthy. Like, yeah, like, right. I can't just focus on the series. I mean, the, the better team won. So what's wrong? But they also that? beat the two seed. They also beat a six seed. Right. Like and they were a seven seed. Like I don't, yeah, of course they were. I think they were successful. Yeah. I'm, I'm cool with that. And again, they had a slow start. They had a lineup or a team that really wasn't working for them. 
Um, I think we switch teams. It. Yeah, I, I, we talked about it one of the pods recently where I said, you know, give you know Rob Palinka and, and company credit for going out and giving getting players that they need to have a more successful team. Um, and this team, I think it was Malik Beasley or Vanderbilt. I can't remember which said it, but like this team didn't have a training camp together. They didn't play a full season together. I know they're professionals. I know like, you know, they can still function, but I would think, I would think just for cohesiveness and, and lineup changes and this and that, some of that goes a long way. So, you know, without that, yeah, there's a lot of things that you can, if, if I'm a Lakers fan, and not to speak for you or any of them else, Jamie, but like, there's a lot to kind of hang your hat on and say, nah, like we, we, we went from very bad spot to a, a spot where coming into the series, um, you know, we had a, a, a puncher's chance to get into the finals. So, yeah, I would call it success. Yeah, so the Bulls still got a chance. The You know, the Lakers were in the play-in. They That's made it to the conference finals. The Heat might be making it to the finals. The way they I get Alonzo back, they could be back. The way I see it, if the Heat make it to the finals, <laughs> the Bulls were that, that was the Bulls' destined path that they would have beat the, the Heat. So it's, I can live with it, you know. They're that close. How about that? That's right. Just had to go through Milwaukee, New York, and then Boston. But hey, they would have easily got it done. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, was so are you good? Did you you got to your points that you wanted to on the Lakers, Mike? Just just the Lakers. Yeah, I think. Uh, I, I mean, are we are we kind of going uh, like other conversations with them? Yeah, uh, I think we'll start with. Uh, do you think LeBron? Do you buy that LeBron could potentially actually retire this year? Not even in the slightest. Um, the only way I see that is if he, I don't know who suggested this, but it somewhat made, I don't want to say made sense, but I just viewed it as a potential possibility. Like, does he take a year off, gets his body right, stays training, does everything he needs to, and then waits to see where, what Brownie's doing. I could maybe see that route, but I don't know. Overall, I think, uh, I don't think he's retiring. I don't know if this was a joke or not. I feel like when I was we were scrolling through Twitter trying to find some stats and stuff, uh, I, I feel like I saw that the Knicks could be one of the favorites to potentially land LeBron. Again, I don't know if that's a joke. So, I think sure. they have plus draft capital, so I wouldn't be shocked if that was real. So, yeah, I don't like know. land LeBron, like land Bronny and LeBron, right? Ooh, I, I don't know about that. I thought it was. Oh. It might have said that. I I think I just saw LeBron, but oh, both. okay, no, but to, I, I was just okay. You're good. Yeah, I was gonna say to make my point short. No, I don't think he's retiring unless it was just for that one year with the intention of coming back. I mean, I think it's just that it's like happening so fast, but like it's really not. LeBron is 38 years old. He's just gotten done his 20th year. Another year that he fell short. Um, obviously in the moment, you don't want to commit to another year just to be sure. And I, this is the first time we've ever talked about this in LeBron's career at year 20. We're just now talking. He is just now talking about, ah, I might retire. And that's not usually at the first point you retire, but I could also see like a side where LeBron's like, at the end of the day, if I left right now, they can't look at any of these years where I was a scrub, a scrub, I was in a scrub as a rookie. I was in a scrub in my last year. And obviously we know everything that's gone down in the middle of those uh, 20 years. Um, and I think, I think there is some value to that to where you don't do the 
the last year where you only averaged like 18 points on like really inefficient shooting and your team just really stinks. I, I think there could be some value to that. So I do think ultimately LeBron will come back, but I think like, I don't think it happens like soon. Like I think we're talking like July is when he like announces he'll be back. I think this takes time. Jamie, you think LeBron returns? Yeah. Um, just watching that game four performance, um, just to see like what he still has left in the tank. Like, I can't see him, um, with, with a bad foot. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I've, I've, I've also heard like, you know, he takes a year off and just, um, go watch his brownie for a year in college. Cause you never got to experience, you know, the college atmosphere, uh, himself, but now nah, the dude will be back. Um, you know, a guy like that, um, at the peak of, you know, his, his, he's not at the peak of his powers anymore, but he's still just adding to, you know, one of the, the greatest resume that we'll ever probably be witness, um, as basketball fans. And I think he wants to keep adding to that. Yeah. I mean, he just broke the scoring record. He obviously is going to want to add some padding there. Um, he wants to make sure that lasts for as long as it potentially can with the way the scoring is in the NBA. I mean, this could be 25 years later, which is obviously a really long time. Um, but one of these guys, or maybe one of these young guys can get it now. I mean, like I said, the scoring is crazy up. There's more 30 point scores today than ever before. Let's kind of look at the Lakers off season and like what it could look like going into next year a little bit here. LeBron James is obvious. We'll, we'll just say he's back. Anthony Davis will obviously be back. I think Austin Reeves will be back. And then after that, this is where it kind of really opens up. Jamie, we've heard about the Kyrie rumors. Um, would you rather have a, another third star? Would you like retry it again? Trade these young guys. Go get your third star. You will keep Austin Reeves, okay? So we're talking about like Rui, D'Lo, Van D, whatever. Would you trade those guys for another star if it was a Kyrie Irving, or would you rather just keep these guys and build off of what you guys just had? I'll tell you straight up. I don't want Kyrie on the team. Um, I think I've you're crazy. Seen, I've seen it too much. Um, what is the um, the definition of insanity? Is expecting um, – what is the definition of insanity? Mike, you probably know it. You're smart. It's, it's the – Repeating the same behaviors over and over again and expecting and different expecting results. different results. It's just, and that's exactly what it would be to bring Kyrie. And I know how good the dude is. I love watching him play. I'm a big fan of his. Well, I just the don't same want results. Team. The same results with LeBron would be a championship. <laughs> yeah, but LeBron, this big three thing, the, the three stars in the NBA isn't isn't how it's done anymore, and we've seen that. It's a, it's about duos and building. Um, solid, solid uh, role players around it. Um, now, do I want this same team as is right now? No, I don't think. Um, I think D'Lo's got to go. Uh, I think sucks. he's too streaky. Uh, I think Schroeder's got to go. I love him, but unless he's taking minimum deals, um, he's not. He's not going to, you know, bump them up as much as they need to go. Um, you know, I. Vandy, uh, I love what he does in the defensive end, but he's an absolute liability on offense. Um, they got to make some moves, and they need another big because apparently, well, not apparently, we've seen it. AD cannot do nothing with Jokic, and uh, if we want to get 
uh, more scoring out of AD, which we need. Um, we got to save some energy on defense, and I think we need another big to um, to kind of um, limit the bigs in the in the league now because the bigs are starting to come back into play. All right, Jamie. I'm going to convince you on why you should take Kyrie though. I'm this is this is this is my argument for and I'm not the craziest Kyrie guy and I understand the off the court stuff. This is the thing though. If we're being honest with ourselves, the Lakers are going for one more year. No no matter what, if LeBron comes back, the Lakers have one year of LeBron and then he will enter free agency and the consensus, we all know that LeBron wants to play with Bronny. He does downplay it a little bit because maybe it just doesn't happen. He wants to do that. Um, Kyrie Irving gives you a chance to win a title next year. LeBron, AD, and Kyrie is a big three that you know will work. Um, when the Lakers were at their best is when D'Lo was playing really well. Well, if we're taking out D'Lo and we're putting in Kyrie Irving, LeBron's going to be 39. He's going to have to sit a little more. He's not going to be able to play these kind of minutes. Like at some point, like it's all going to come down quick on LeBron. Um, you know, it, obviously he's still going to be good, but him being a third player opposed to a second player, I think works better for you guys in the long run. And if we're still retaining Austin Reeves, you have that as your backcourt with LeBron and AD as your forwards. All you really need is just one more guy who can just sit in the corner and just shoot threes. And I think the Lakers will have their elite offense plus their elite defense. And I think, I mean, you can sit here and say, well, what happens after LeBron leaves? Well, would you rather have Rui, AD, and Reeves, or would you rather have Reeves, Kyrie, and ad because you guys don't own your picks until 20 like 28 so why not just push the chips all in on one year anyway for Rui hachimura i just i i think that's crazy to me yeah i mean i i see what you're saying i just um i've seen Kyrie for d'angelo russell and Rui, man i just i think it's worth a one-year swing and well, I think Kyrie would have to take a pay cut for that. So I I don't know if I don't know how that would work. I know it wouldn't work because he wouldn't do that. But um just thinking about that backcourt of Austin Reeves and Kyrie, I'm thinking they're the opposing team's gonna have anything they want <laughs> anytime because neither of them are gonna be able to play um very good defense against these these crazy backcourts now in the NBA. But that's just not mm, yeah, but I mean I would take Kyrie over Trey Young, but that's a story for a different day. Mike, what are your thoughts? What do you think the Lakers should do? Do they build with these young guys or do they try and go get a Kyrie? And the other name has been Trey Young. Oof. So who who's your core? Who's your core for Young? Reeves, Vanderbilt. Like, who's your core? Oh yeah. So it, I mean, it's those guys. It would be Reeves, Hachimura, Vanderbilt. I mean, D'Lo, I think D'Lo's out either way, but I could be wrong. I think D'Lo's gone. Uh, anyway, they so they want but then, Rui back? That's what I was going to say is I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if Rui Hachimura is like, did he just play well this series? Because there was a time where dude wasn't getting burned or was like not shooting a high field goal percentage. But that's my wait. So. That's my point. So why are we worried about losing him if we can have a chance of getting Kyrie? Well, I, I think if you're the Lakers, you might. It's not a bad idea to hold on to him. But I'm saying to you is like, I don't know if I'm not building my core around Reeves and Hachimura and Vanderbilt. So what do you do? 
So yeah, you have to try and go after one of these other guys. I, and with the uh, implying that Anthony Davis and LeBron stay. And I, Reeves. I think, you, I think if you run it back with the same team, get D'Lo out, and if you can get somebody else, uh, I'd have to see the free agent list or restricted or, you know. It's not crazy. Was. It's not that good. That's the issue. No, but to me, with Kyrie, LeBron, and Anthony Davis, I'm not sure of the fit. I'm really not. I got two guys. Well, Anthony Davis is a thousand percent guaranteed not going to play a full season. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Neither will LeBron. Neither will LeBron. LeBron. I don't want to call. I don't want to call him injury prone. Nah, he's been hurt. What the last four years? He's been, okay. So do we want to call him injury prone? He's not injury prone, but I mean, it's just where we are. Year, Father time. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. It's no knock on LeBron, obviously, but the, he has missed time a considerable amount of time each of the last two seasons. And then I have Kyrie who I don't know if Kyrie's injury prone or gets injured often, but mentality. And I don't know if he's mentally checked into playing a full season. I don't know. I think there's, other Oh, I agree. There's, and there's, so there's just, concern. And like Kyrie's how old is Kyrie? Kyrie. He's yeah. probably 28, 29. Okay, you know, like I wouldn't say he's like old. Um, I wouldn't call him super young either. I would say uh, it's probably like right in the middle of his prime, right? Well, it's tough to it's tough to say what his prime is. Yeah. Um, Nineteen ninety two. So is he? Yeah, he's thirty one. Sorry. So, I mean, it's kind of you know getting up there. Obviously, he can still perform at a high level. So I just don't know. I don't like. But that. if you don't have the core to like, okay. But I just don't. So like, but if you don't have the core. And you don't believe in it next year. Why are we not playing? You don't have picks. Like you don't own your picks. So I, 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 you have to go in next year. You don't own your future. So like at least after LeBron leaves, you have Kyrie and AD. Wouldn't you rather have that than those young guys? Because you, because you, if you keep Rui, you have to pay Rui. Someone's gonna give him a contract offer. You have to match it. You have to keep Van. You have to keep these guys. Like, yeah, you can make a couple of changes with D'Lo and Malik Beasley, maybe Vanderbilt, but ultimately, I, I don't know. I think I just think the Lakers have to push their chips in. I think if they try to like cut it in half or half-ass this, like I feel like you're just going to ultimately yeah, end up right. in the same spot. Yeah, right. I think I think next year has to be a, one more push for a uh, a deep run in the playoffs, and after that, I don't know. And I, I and I bet you teams are going to be ringing the Lakers on Anthony Davis as well. So, assuming that he is there next season, isn't necessarily a guarantee for me. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wild on that. No, I listen. I mean, that's a way for them to get their picks back if LeBron leaves, right? And, and I don't think that's I don't think that's a terrible move for them, for being honest. If you if you for the right price for Anthony Davis, I I think you cash in. But after LeBron's gone, I mean they're gonna have to have those conversations. I, or do you think they do it this summer? Jamie, chime. I don't don't chime in anytime you want. Well, if LeBron's staying, there's no way in hell he's gonna allow that to happen. I guess not. It, no. If LeBron stays and AD stays, that's just. That's I don't I don't know that's a good question Steve I don't know how to answer it other than I think they I think you have to try and run it back with LeBron Anthony Davis and yes get one more piece do I think Kyrie is a great fit no but is he the best option 
that's out there. And that's all, and the weird thing is, is like that's just what it comes down to. He just might be like their best, most realistic option because they can do a sign and trade. Yeah, and that changes. I don't know. To me, I and I know it's crazy, Jamie. And I know like you guys know how I feel about Kyrie, um, but I ultimately think. And maybe the late, maybe he just wants to stay in Dallas and make a lot of money and whatever. There's nothing wrong with that. That makes total sense for him. Um, but I think I Kyrie just is such a good fit with those guys. What were you saying, Joe? I don't think he wants to stay in Dallas. He was going to the Lakers games the last like two games. I think him and Trey Young. Imagine we've that. Been, we've been hearing, you know, the rumors for a while now. And usually when there's rumors that last this long, there's so, uh, some backbone to it so we'll have to wait and find out fire, huh? mm. okay anything else on the lakers though i feel like that was a lot of good talk can i don't i don't want to extend this conversation no you're good we, plenty of time i don't think the heat and the celtics we don't we don't need to go crazy into because that's all it's going to be next episode okay so but even so i i don't you know we can this could yep. go off the rails quick does this, because I've seen it get posted, does this series impact LeBron's legacy? <laughs> no. Hell okay. no. He's 38 years old, and I like the standard that we are putting on a 38-year-old tells me everything I need to know about how they think about him. He's right. obviously just playing in the most like unrealistic realistic expectations that you could ever put on a single person. But I will say that I, I agree 100% with you guys. I, but I will say this does need, he does need to be held accountable if he's having an all NBA year, which he did. Right. Is that fair? No, I mean, no. Cause he's 30. Jokic was the he MVP was last year and got swept in the first round. And does, or does that affect his legacy? So this is, I'm not saying it affects his legacy, but just the accountability of the fact that, if you take his age out of it, he's no, but why, why? So why do we take the age out of Michael Jordan when he was a 38? Because he didn't play in the playoffs, but we want to do that. We don't want to do, or we want to take it out for LeBron. But Michael Jordan wasn't an all LeBron James performed at an all NBA level. Therefore I should get all NBA. Like, and you didn't get all NBA play out of LeBron who I'm was not saying that. I'm not well, I, so I don't understand. Like, so, so LeBron is expected to beat the best player in the world in his prime at no. the age of 38. And that's my point that we put unrealistic unrealistic expectations on LeBron James. Did you did you say he didn't have a good series? I didn't say that. Earlier. He was the, he was the best Laker. He was easily far. the best Laker. He was way better than Anthony Davis. Okay, he had a stinker in game 2, but Anthony Davis had three stinkers this series. No, I, I and I don't think he had a bad series. I don't think it goes against his legs. He almost averaged a triple double. Like I, I, this is my point. Like people, like we're considering this a bad series for LeBron, and the guy averaged twenty eight, ten in nine and a half rebounds. It's it's baffling <laughs> to me. It's the mo- it's the craziest thing that people are honestly thinking that this impacts LeBron's legacy. No other player thirty eight years old has put these numbers up in the playoffs. Show me if it's if it's happened. It hasn't. It's insane I, to me. I don't think you have anything even close to a, a, a I mean Carl Malone or, or Kareem or something maybe but come on no I think the, I, I, and well, as far as as far as getting swept everybody I think besides Tim Duncan in NBA history <laughs> has been swept Michael's been swept Magic's been swept twice uh in the finals uh I mean Bird's been swept they've all been swept so this this narrative that you know it's a blemish on his legacy is just false. In my it, that's that's the haters talking, huh? 
Yes, that's I, I, I that's that's how yeah. I think about no, it. I, they I, literally I, wait for LeBron to like lose to just like go crazy on social media. It's the weirdest crowd of people I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it towards any other player. Um, I mean, like Tom Brady got a lot of it, but like you know, whatever. It's just it's it's but like at the end of Tom Brady's career, like people started to enjoy him. Like that's just not going to happen with LeBron, and I think it's just unfortunate. No, that that that's I had to ask that question because I think people are actually like people have that. Oh yeah, dude, it's what they do, man. As soon as he loses, they don't give a shit. He has the like I said, I think he's just has the most unrealistic most unrealistic expectations uh, any athlete has ever seen. Right or wrong, I mean, he kind of put it on himself, but um, I mean, if you're looking back at this guy being drafted and saying did he have a successful career, it's uh, or was he a bust or anything like that, it's just. Some people will find a way to tell you that he was, so good for them. Yeah, I think my more point was that if you're an all-NBA player, if one of these other all-NBA players, their team, and they're one of the best, or if not the best player on their team, gets swept, I I feel like media goes crazy on like how they let their team down. And I'm not saying that should be LeBron's case. I just, an interesting dynamic, I think, is more of what I'm trying to get at. I don't know. No. Yeah, I mean, I trust me. I I, I saw it all. Any, he should not get any backlash. I'm not saying. <laughs> I have saw I mean, it all. For for instance, Giannis. I mean, we talked about it a little bit around the world, but has he gotten a lot of backlash for losing in the first round? You know, has Jason yeah, Tatum was... got a lot of backlash because he didn't score a point in fucking three straight or <laughs> one field goal in three straight fourth quarters? And I'm just saying, if that was LeBron James, the circus would have been fucking that all is, around town on Sports Center. It's all that they would have been showing. Jason Tatum, no one gives a shit. A hundred percent. What I'm getting at is like, what? Like, I'm not. I'm not even. I mean, yes, that's a great point. I against LeBron, but why? Why are we not like cruci- I don't want to say crucifying, but we shouldn't tear down everybody. But like, holy crap, you're a first. You're a first team All NBA. And you, and I, I yeah, what about that stinker? Yeah, I don't know. So it's just it's yeah. how we view stuff, and that's you're right. It's always going to be that way with LeBron. Yeah, let's go hate on Jason Tatum because those are half the LeBron James haters. Those boss. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but the bot on a serious note, let's move into that series. We'll just touch on a little bit. Um, couple points. The Boston Celtics. I, phew, I don't know what happened. It's uh, it's been ugly. They're not shooting the three well. That changed last night. We'll see if that continues. That has to stay uh, for the next three games for them to actually do this. I mean, ultimately, when you put this on paper, I, I don't know the history of all this, but this has to be one of the teams that are most likely to come back from a 3-0 deficit, as I'm talking about the Boston Celtics. Jason Tatum has the 51-point game seven against the Philadelphia 76ers, Jamie. What in the hell is going on with Jason Tatum? And even even more than that, what in the hell is going on with Jalen Brown? What happened to Jalen Brown? Uh, the Nothing But Neck podcast oh, oh yeah. um, curse, probably. Because as soon as I said he might be better than Jason Tatum, he hasn't really shown up. Um, and yeah, well, I mean, to me, to me, it's all about the three point shooting. Um, if they don't shoot the three well, they don't they don't win. And last night they shot at 40 percent. And they won. Um, and, you know, they, I don't know if, I know you guys remember 04 when uh, another team from Boston was down 3 three zero, and um, for the first time in MLB history came back and won. So 
I'm just going to put that out there. Um, I think I still think it's uh, there's definitely a possibility because I just I know how good this Celtics team can be. Um, they just haven't played well enough, obviously. And the he are Eric Spolstra and company have, I mean, played as well as anyone could have ever imagined. Heat fans included. So, um, yeah, Celtics just really, really, really been struggling. Yeah, well, you know what's bad when Caleb Martin's probably been the second best player in the series for the Boston Celtics. Um, the nine Heat? No, like Caleb Martin being the second best player in the series is probably oh, like really bad for the Boston Celtics. You see what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's just a bad thing for Boston, obviously. Um, that just means Jason, I mean, Jason Tatum hasn't been that bad. And I think like the fourth quarter stuff is what it is, but at the end of the day, like, I don't know, this guy like talks a lot about Kobe and thinks he's Kobe and he's, I'm sorry. He's just far from, I, I, I've seen enough out of Jason Tatum and they're probably going to come back and make this super interesting. And that's awesome. And that's fun. I saw what I saw this team. I, if they don't figure it out this series, you just have to think that a lot of things are going to change. Mike, what do you think? I think, man, Jamie's right. I don't – it sucks to say. I don't know if I count the Celtics out, especially getting that game last night. I'm not saying the, the Heat can't go to Boston and close it out. I'm not saying that. But, man, it was just a very good spot for them last night to close out. I think Boston goes back and gets this next game. I do. Um, I think the next game in Miami has got to be it because I am not trying to go back to Boston, despite the Heat having success there and Boston not performing great at home. I don't know if I'm going to play a game seven in Boston you know, against the Celtics and with all the, the energy and attention on that game. Um, they've been inconsistent. Uh, they go through highs and lows. We know this. So if they're starting to I don't want to say peak, but if they're starting to get on a high right now towards the end of the series, it could be quite interesting. Um, guys, man, how, what in the wrong, hell is this? wrong on every series, so this we know what? the Heat are going to win. I, I just don't, like, what in the hell does Miami have to do to deserve, like, we talk about the Nuggets getting no respect. They, they do get respect. The Miami Heat get absolutely no respect, and I just don't understand why. They beat the Bucks in five. They got the Knicks out of here without Jimmy Butler, basically, because he wasn't even that great. And now they're about to put the, the Celtics out. And I know everyone's like, oh, Boston's going to go back and win. Boston had the first two games at home and didn't win. Like, what? Like, they win one game, and I should just, like, act like they're going to win this they, series now? They didn't win the first game against Philly either, did they? No, but they won game two. Yeah, I'm just, but I, it's like. They didn't they, win. They, did they win game five against Philly? I think everybody was sweating. Boston's only won one big home game this postseason. It was game seven against Philly. They're home. They're not good at home. I said it to to a buddy. I said, I I think you don't want to give, and I know they were tweeting uh, Jalen Brown and I don't know if it was Grant Williams or whoever, or Marcus Smart, I guess it was like, don't let us win a game. Like, all right, slow your roll a bit, but I don't think you want to give them a ton of confidence either. So, uh, but the heat, you saw them kind of at the end of the game. They were kind of laughing, smiling. I don't think they're panicking. I don't think they should panic. I'm not saying they're in that spot, but I don't know. I, I, I think you got to, you know, you don't want to let them hang around too much because it takes one hot shooting night or a couple, you know, they get on a streak and we might have a different conversation. I don't know. 
it just baffles me. And if I'm, I could be completely wrong here. And like, I totally get why people are still buying into this. It would baffle me if Jimmy Butler was the first player to blow a three zero lead. Yeah, I don't. See that. And especially Eric Spolstra. If you're telling me Eric Spolster can't figure out one of these last four games, obviously now it's down to three. I understand what people are saying. And then you go into Miami in game six and it's just one game, right? Like if you find a way back out of that game, if you're, I, I totally get it. But like, I'm not forgetting what happened in the first three games just because of one game. And I think that's the issue with Boston. I just think we all have this huge expectation for Boston. We have such a low expectation for Miami that we will always put these other teams over Miami because we saw them all season not be the team that they are right now. So it's just so easy to resort to them blowing this. But I just, Tyler Hero is not a part of this team right now. And it's honestly helped them a lot defensively because now they don't have a lot of weaknesses defensively. Caleb Martin plays a lot more. He's great defense. He's been, I'm not saying great. He's been good defensively. Gabe Vincent's been pretty solid defensively. Max Struess has been solid. I mean, Bam. they can attack Struess, but Bam. Bam's Bam, been I mean, so Bam's hard. been incredible. Yeah. He's been incredible in the paint. I just, I, I just like, I'm like, man, like, we're really just going to keep counting out Miami like this. Like, I, I honestly hope they win the championship. I think it would be one of the greatest runs because no matter what step of the way it was, we, we thought they might blow a 3-1 lead to the Knicks last series. But I don't know. And now I'm we're doing it again. I don't I don't know if I'm necessarily like hating on Miami as I'm just recognize Boston's potential. Is that is that a cut at Miami? Uh, yeah, they're up. Yes, you're saying they're going to blow a 3-0 lead. I didn't say that. I mean, uh, so is it Yes, they're yes, Miami or Boston definitely has the potential because they're the 2 seed like, right? Like they I get it, but at the end of the day, we said, you know, when they lost game 1 to the Bucks, it's like, "Oh, They'll be fine. And then the Bucs came back and won and they lost game two or game three. And they're like, oh, well, the Bucs will be fine. Every time we just keep saying these teams are going to be fine. And I remember that win after Madison Square Garden. It's like, oh, if the Knicks can just win in Miami and the job doesn't get done and then the series is over and then those people just go away. I mean, at this point, they, they definitely should win the series, right? I just have a hard time seeing Joe Missoula outduel Spolstra here <laughs> yeah. four straight times. It's not going to come down to that have to be i'm not saying they're gonna come back but there's i'm not saying it's over i still think there's a little heartbeat obviously because the series isn't over and i just know that this celtics team has the capabilities of winning three four straight games so what's your prediction for the rest of the series uh i think miami gets it done in six so therefore Mm -hmm. the celtics will probably win yeah mike I think it's got to be Miami and six because if I said seven, I have to lean Boston. So I'll call six. Huh. But I've been wrong pretty much every single time. So congrats, Boston. Th- yeah, I know. We're, we, yeah, we, I mean, I, I trust me. I definitely just put the nothing but net curse on the uh, the Miami Heat. So make sure you bet the Celtics to win the championship. Um, I think Jimmy gets it done tomorrow, man. I think Jimmy's done. Like, I think this, I, I don't know. I just, there's nothing to convince me that Boston's a good home team. Would that be just such a Jimmy Butler thing to want to go close the series out in Boston? 
Yeah, but absolutely. Just like a big middle finger to all of Boston. Be like, no, nah, we, we didn't lose that game on purpose in Miami, but the fact that we did, we're happy to be in this position now. Yep. Yeah, and, and Boston fans, listen, Boston fans, and Boston oh, players yeah. do not talk to this man nope. because <laughs> you do not want to wake that motherfucker up. Don't poke the bear. There's no, like, I was thinking about this the other day. In the playoffs, like when the four teams were still in, there's no other person that you don't want to say a word to, right, to get going than Jimmy Butler. Like, Joker, he, he's just Joker. LeBron, he's LeBron. Like, AD's not going to do anything like that. Tatum, eh. If you talk to Jimmy Butler, the dude's going to go, like Grant did, go five straight possessions at your neck and destroy you. So do not talk to this man. <laughs> Dude, the Horford timeout thing when he got him oh in Miami. God, and they're up by like 27, that dude. I was that. rolling, dude. Savage. I was I was stoked. No, um, no, I no, trust me. Like, I don't want to come off as like, yeah, I totally get that there's the series isn't completely over. Um, but man, I just I can't see it. I just can't see it. And maybe I'm way wrong. And if I am, I was really wrong about Denver all year, so who knows? Um <laughs> <laughs> Denver, Denver got me good. Um, but like I said, Jamal Murray, I was not expecting Jamal Murray to, I don't know. We hadn't seen that all year, all season from him. And then all of a sudden the playoffs get here. And I, I think it was the first episode we had as the playoffs started. I was like, Oh, I, th- I messed up. Like Jamal Murray's back. So I got my apology in early. Um, anything else going on in the NBA that you guys want to talk about? Uh, not really. Nope. Is there like... any more in this series you guys want to talk about? I, next episode's all this series. And then, so I think we have yeah, plenty about, of time. Yeah, I, I think, you know, we got another game and see where we go from there. At least one more game. Mm-hmm. As some say, maybe three more. Um, no, no, nothing else going on in the NBA. If there's nothing else we guys want to talk about, um, that's it. And I have nothing else. Uh, Jamie, you can get us started as we get on out of here. All right, a little crazy week for me, um, moving and shit, but made it back. Uh, appreciate all the all the love and support uh, as it's continued all year. Um, big shout out to both of you uh, for doing this all year. It's been a blast. Um, Till next time, Mike. Before we go to, I just want to say, Swisher Dish. Jamie hit a hole in one yesterday on a par three, one fifty five. So thank you guys for listening. We'll see you back next week. Um, no, I don't know. Uh, I'm, Jamie won't lie, right? I'm no. golfing with him. I switched it. I, I switched it. It happened. That boy's a shooter. All right, Mike, go ahead. Um, yeah, so thank you fellas, as always, um, for you know doing this each week. Thank you all to the listeners. We just said it. We at least have one more game for the finals. We'll see if we have any more, but things are uh, wrapping up in the NBA and looking forward to covering the finals in depth too, but we still have this series to, to close out and see what happens. So we'll see you next time. Appreciate you fellas. Appreciate our listeners for the continued support. Um, we are down to our last conference final series. Um, you know, maybe it is a comeback. Maybe it's this huge comeback that we're all waiting for. You can't write anything off with how this postseason has gone. It's been up and down, up and down, and here we are. Can't wait to see how it goes. We will see you guys again this weekend. Peace out.
Thank you for listening to the Nothing But Net NBA podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Nothing But Net.